Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Daydream and Listen podcast. My name is Krista. I hope that everyone out there is doing fantastic and having a wonderful day. I'm doing so, so well, actually. Honestly, I feel like I'm doing the best I've been in months. Scratch that. A year. The best I've been doing in a year, which is just the greatest feeling, honestly. Like, if you have just also been having a really difficult past year and you're starting to feel like you're getting some breakthrough or just some good things are coming your way, I totally feel you and I celebrate with you because, yeah, things are starting to look up. I mean, obviously, there's still, like, bad things out there in the world and devastating things still happening, but I feel like I'm in a much better place than I was this time last year. Anyways, I'm really excited to get into today's episode because I've got some good fashion topics to discuss. Today, we're going to be talking about this relatively new term that's recently gained some popularity. It's called chuggy. So I'll explain what chuggy is and how it relates to fashion slash different brands products. Um, I'm also going to be talking about the mainstream fashion that was popular in the 2010s and why it was such a train wreck and what to look out for in the event that it makes a comeback because, you know, if we consider the so-called 20-year trend cycle, um, there's potential for some of these things to make a comeback. So lots of good things to discuss. Um, but before we get into anything related to fashion, let's first talk about the highs and the lows of this past week in my life. So starting with my highs of the week, uh, the first one I wrote down is that I got my cap and gown in the mail this past week, and I'm very excited about that. I mean, as of now, it really looks like my school is just sticking with the virtual commencement which I understand it is a little frustrating that they've kind of been stringing us along, like maybe it'll happen, maybe not. Um, But I still ordered my cap and gown just, you know, to try and make things feel a little bit more real and like I have something to celebrate for. Um, They're blue. So, you know, it's a step up from my high school cap and gown, which was banana yellow and it was not the most flattering color. So I'm very optimistic about the blue, and I'm thinking of decorating my cap. We did that in my high school, um, and I kind of want to do it again for college. I'm just not quite sure exactly what I want to decorate mine, so I'll definitely be brainstorming ideas, but if you guys have ideas, feel free to send them my way. Um, The next one is probably the thing that I'm most excited about and that is that I'm getting to reunite with some of my friends in the distant future. Um, I'm so excited about this. If you guys have been listening to the podcast for a little bit now, you've heard me say multiple times how I haven't been able to see um, my closest friends in well over a year at this point because of the pandemic and, you know, us doing school remotely and things like that. We all live in different parts of the country, so it's been very challenging for us to stay connected. We haven't been able to physically see one another, 
but I'm very excited about that. We're going to get to safely reunite, which I'm so excited about, and I'm sure in the coming weeks I'll be able to um, recap that and share more of that with you guys. Um, the next high is that I've been sort of planning some exciting graduation festivities. Um, I kind of came to this realization that FIT most likely isn't going to be having an in-person ceremony and so I'm kind of just planning my own festivities with my family and like I said getting to meet up with a few of my friends um just you know trying to do that kind of fun stuff and get some cute pictures taken I'm still trying to figure out what I should wear I've been looking this past week on a bunch of different websites looking for the perfect white dress for me but I either find one that I really like and it's sold out or I don't know I feel like I'm I find one that's not white which you know you don't have to wear white to graduation but it's just like I don't know why this customary thing that you wear white for your college graduation so we'll see um and then the last high is sort of a follow-up to my low last week is that my basement construction is pretty much all done at this point and I think it looks really great. I was a little skeptical before because we were getting um, hardwood, for, hardwood floors put in instead of carpet and I wasn't too keen on the wood color. Um, obviously, like, it's my parents' decision, like, it's their house, so they can do whatever they want, but it ended up looking amazing with everything else that we had already installed in the basement, and we repainted the walls, so it's much brighter, and I love it, like, we painted the walls a few shades lighter, and it makes such a difference, um, so yeah, I'm very excited about that. Okay, so now for my lows. I honestly really couldn't think of a lot of lows this week just because I feel like this week was so phenomenal. So yay, amazing for that. Um, but I guess the only one that comes to mind is that I feel like lately I've been struggling a lot with my skin. Um, like, I don't know what it is. Usually, you know, I deal with the occasional breakout, but I feel like this week I just had really bad skin week. Um, so I'll be completely transparent with you guys. Like, it's not always, I don't know, clear skin and everything looks flawless. Like, this week was not the greatest and I don't know why. Um, but yeah, it was not a fun time. Also, like, I don't know about you guys, but in the past, I've struggled with, like, body acne, like, on my chest and on my back. I have incredibly sensitive skin, and so it just, it's never been fun, um, and usually I have a good manage on those areas, but, um, yeah, this past week was not the greatest. So, I got some new products, um, Panoxyl, which I've used before, um, but I ran out of it, so I'm hoping that that sort of does the trick along with the other things that I have in my skincare routine, but yeah, not a good time. Even when you're 22, you still deal with body acne and face acne and stuff like that, and I'm just really hoping that maybe by 23, it really, really starts to stop because that would be great. Okay, so those are my highs and my lows of this week. Now, let's get into this week's episode topic. Alrighty, so we're going to start by talking about chuggy. 
So recently I've seen a couple of people on TikTok talking about what is chuggy and how it is defined in terms of style. So Urban Dictionary defines chuggy as the opposite of trendy, stylish in middle school and high school but no longer in style right now. It's used when someone still follows these out-of-date trends. This may include, but not limited to, fashion, habits on social media, usage of slang, slang, etc. Um, And so the uh, sentence example that they gave is, my friends told me to change out of my favorite pair of Miss Me jeans because they were chooky. Oh my gosh, Miss Me jeans just sent me back to when I was like in sixth grade and I got a pair for my birthday. It was like everything I wanted. Um, And I thought those things were so cute, but honestly, they were in fact the least functional pair of pants I've ever had on the earth. Like they are so stinking heavy. And I feel like if you sit in those pants, you have to be incredibly careful because they're all like the crystals, the rhinestones, all that stuff on the butt pockets. And I was always so afraid that if I leaned a certain way, the uh, rhinestones would fall off. But anyways, yeah, so that is what chuggy is. First of all, I have no clue why it's called chuggy um, and if that stands for something specific. So if you're wondering like why in the world is it called that, you're in the same boat as me because I truly don't know. So yeah, with chuggy, it's basically someone who is probably a millennial um, and maybe they're into the whole like girl boss movement if you if you catch my drift. Um, I actually found this really interesting source. Um, one of the TikToks that I watch, the girl, um, she wrote this sort of blog post explaining what Chugi is. So I'll be sure to link that blog post in the description of this podcast in case you guys want to check it out. Um, so yeah, sort of diving deeper into the specifics of what is considered chuggy. Chuggy is just old enough to be outdated, but not at the point where it's considered vintage or nostalgic. So I think a lot of times we see trending styles come back from previous eras, um, different styles from like the 60s, 70s, 80s are, um, outdated but we see them as vintage and they're cool and thus trendy or something like y2k has this nostalgic feeling to it and therefore it becomes trendy chuggy also isn't interesting enough to be outright tacky like it's not inherently ugly it's just basic in a way that is really lacking of individualistic style or personality I feel like a lot of the things that fall under chuggy fashion are just popular things that people like because they are symbolic to them for whatever reason, but they really just, they lack um, that individualistic style. They're only popular or there's only this group of people, like chuggy people, um, who follow after these items because they represent something to this specific group of people. This group of people identifies with these products and they each value something in common um, and these products and these specific styles kind of represent 
um, that one core thing or those few core things that this group values. So a lot of people might think that being chuggy or having this sort of chuggy style is about owning cheap items. And I would say that that's not inherently the case. For example, like a Gucci belt, like those simple black brown leather with the gold overlapping G's, that type of Gucci belt, or like the Louis Vuitton never full bag, those things would both be considered chuggy items. In my opinion, I think a major component of Chuggy is focusing on buying from particular labels or brands because those brands or labels symbolize something to them, like Chuggy people. If we equate Chuggy with having this sort of like girl boss energy, I think a lot of girl bosses or people who follow the girl boss movement, I guess, they seek um, they seek after symbols and signs of success. The whole girl boss movement is just about like, you know, um, like there's, there's positives to it. I don't want to like talk about it in like this negative way, but I do think there are some negative, um, aspects about it, but you know, it's all about like, um, empowerment and feeling successful and the whole like rise and grind type thing. And, you know, saying like, I don't know, like, don't talk to me before I've had my morning coffee, things like that. Like, there's all of these, like, tropey things about the girl boss movement. Some of them, like I said, are good, but some of them, I feel like, are um, just, like, perpetuating negative stereotypes about women and, you know, what we idolize um, as success, but that's a whole nother tangent. Anyway, so yeah, I feel like um, owning a basic but expensive item like the Neverfull or a pair of Ugg boots, Miss Me jeans, or Gucci belt, um, I feel like they fit this narrative of success or it's like just a symbol of um, being successful. Like you work really hard, therefore you award yourself um, with a Neverfull bag, Gucci, a Gucci belt, Ugg boots, that kind of stuff. So similarly, I would say that a common trope amongst chuggy people is to have this strong, very straightforward messaging. And I know I see this a lot on TikTok, a lot of people clowning the home decor that you'd see at HomeGoods or Marshalls or TJ Maxx that have those like very um, specific, sort of like sarcastic direct messages on them like the home signage and little pieces of decor that will have um like script font or bold font or things like that and it will just have like uh this very like sarcastic direct message on it so you know like infamously the ray dunn products and how those are just like very straightforward like you have a jar and it'll say cookies on it or you will have, um, I don't know, like a little cylinder container and it'll say pens on it, things like that, like very straightforward, um, messaging. And then those like, um, square shape signs that a lot of people will stick on their desk or hang on their walls. And it'll have like some snide remark about like, in this home, we're we're sometimes messy 
we're sometimes a hot mess, like something like that. Or like, don't be surprised if I have my hair thrown up in a bun or like, I don't know, just like trying to be sarcastic about like, you know, my life isn't all together, but like we're trying to make it work or like, you know, just, I don't know how to describe it, but like, you know, those signs. Um, so I feel like those products fit within the chuggy style because they give that clear messaging and these people tend to gravitate towards that. Like I was saying earlier, I feel like these people like things, they like um, decorations, they like clothing items, things that are very straightforward in a message. When you look at that person or when you go into their house, you get a clear idea of what this person is all about what are things that they value um what their humor is what they're interested in things like that I think a lot of people would consider this style basic like I was saying before and a lot of people connotate basic style as bad um which I don't really think there's anything wrong with having quote-unquote basic style um, and I've listened to a few people explain that, like, there's nothing wrong with being basic, and I feel like a lot of times girls are the ones who get criticized for having quote-unquote basic style. Like, if you like going to Starbucks and getting, I remember back in the day, oh my gosh, what was it called? Um, basic white girl or something like that. If you went to a Starbucks and you got a vanilla, vanilla bean frappuccino, I was victim of this. I took pictures of my Starbucks, made sure I had painted nails so it looked cute when I was clutching the cup, um, and would take a picture of it, put some insane filter on it, and would hashtag white girl basic or something like that. Um, having a pair of Ugg boots, skinny jeans, and maybe like a shirt from Abercrombie or Hollister was just basic style. Um, so, I feel like for so long, girls especially get criticized for having basic style and I really don't think there's anything wrong with it because if that's something that you gravitate towards, something you feel inspired by, comforted by, or whatever, like you don't even have to be heavily interested in fashion. If those quote-unquote basic pieces are something that make you feel good, then you should be able to wear those, be able to do those things without feeling judged for it because, you know, it's your life, it's your money, it's how you're spending um, your money on those things. Um, so I feel like if you're in a similar category as I am, where you don't really identify with some millennial things um, and you can't really identify with all of the Gen Z things, like you're kind of in this zillennial category, I think you can say that there are have been some things within the chewy style that you currently like or you may have liked or you currently own or may have owned because going back to the urban dictionary definition it says that like a lot of these components of chewy style were once popular in middle school and high school and a lot of these pieces that are within this specific style I'm like, oh yeah, I used to own a pair of Toms or, you know, I used to obsess over Uggs um, and like having the 
TJ Maxx, Home Goods signage all over my room or, you know, just the quote-unquote basic things like that. Um, so some things like you may still own or you may still participate in. Like for, for example, for me, something like The Bachelor is considered chuggy. And, you know, I, I definitely have a love-hate relationship with watching the show, but I still watch it, and I totally understand how it's chuggy, and I don't feel bad for liking something, um, or, like, watching something that's considered chuggy. I get some, most of the time, I get entertainment out of watching The Bachelor, and, um, I, I usually get, um, sarcastic comments made to me when I say like, oh, I love The Bachelor, oh, I watch it and I enjoy watching it. People are always like, oh my gosh, that show is such a hot mess. Like, it's so basic. Why do you watch it? Um, and I just, I think that with a lot of chuggy stuff, it's like, don't judge those people for liking those specific things. Um, I, I think that there really isn't anything wrong with appreciating these certain things um, just because they're considered relatively outdated. I think it's interesting the way trends sort of work because eventually some of these items that fall under, under the chuggy category, they could be slightly upgraded and become in style again. Um, so yeah, you just, you never know. And I, I don't think that a term like chuggy is bad when it's when it's not used in a harmful way. Obviously, if you're, like, saying that someone has chuggy style and you're, um, using it as a term to, like, put them down and make them feel bad about themselves, obviously that's not okay. But I think that it's a good thing because it helps to find a particular look and a commonality between these types of people. So, yeah. So now... I want to segue into talking about the 2010s fashion, and I think a lot of chuggy style originated during this decade, so yeah, let's let's get into talking about that. Okay, so obviously, there are a lot of trends that emerged during this decade, so I won't be able to cover every single one of them, but I will try to talk about the majority of major ones, and we'll see if some of them might have potential to make a comeback. You know, obviously I've expressed on this podcast quite a bit that like I take an interest in trend forecasting and paying attention to trends and styles that are currently trendy and have fallen out of style. Um, so I'm no expert and I'm not going to be the psychic, the fashion psychic that predicts what is coming back and what isn't. But I do think it's always good to like analyze, okay, what the heck happened? And I feel like especially with the 2010s, I truly don't understand why that specific decade just had so many interesting trends. I think you can look back on every decade and say like, yeah, why were people, why were frosted tips such a big thing in the 90s? Or like, why was outrageously big hair a common thing in the 80s. Like, you could say something like that for every single decade, but I just feel like a lot of things that happened in the 2010s, I don't know how to describe it, but, like, a lot of them were just really weird. Like, a little too specific, 
if you know what I mean. Like, a lot of things just, like, weren't timeless and classic. Like, they were very, very niche. So, the first one I want to talk about is related to colors. Um, I feel like beginning in the 2010s, we started to see colors define a specific decade. Obviously, there's, like, different um, art movements and things that influence it, influence popular colors during specific decades, but the one color, actually the two colors that really stood out in the 2010s were millennial pink and rose gold. Now, I remember um, when rose gold was all the rage. Like, I think, yeah, I had the rose gold iPhone and I remember when that came out and everyone was obsessed with it. Everyone wanted rose gold everything, which I'm like, I totally get because like I love pink and majority of the jewelry that I wear is gold and so put the two together and you've got rose gold um and then the other one millennial pink I think it's very interesting that I guess pink is the color that we define millennials with and that particular type of like soft pink um almost like this coral color is what we define that decade as. I think Gen Z is Gen Z yellow. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um, so, you know, I mean, obviously, like, millennials aren't going anywhere. They're still existing. They might just, like, not be in their prime anymore. Now it's, like, everything is focused on how can we appeal to Gen Z, whereas before it was, like, how can we appeal to millennials? Um, I think pink is going to be one of those colors that it always falls in and out of style. I personally love the color pink. It's been my favorite color for so long. Um, but I do think it's interesting how during that decade it was so emphasized. Um, you know, I think, I think we're always going to see different variations of pink like for springtime you always see pastels come and go and uh fall you always see like richer colors so yeah it's very interesting I feel like the rose gold thing is a little bit outdated at this point like now when I see rose gold specific things it just reminds me of the 2010s and now when I see it I'm like eh it's kind of fallen out of style like it's not really my thing anymore so who knows maybe it could come back in a new way, but yeah, I think I'll just stick to silver and gold at this point. Okay, so the next trend, trigger warning for Gen Z listeners, um, is the skinny jean. The skinny jean really made its, its debut in the 2010s, possibly a little bit before then, but, um, it was all the rage in the 2010s. That and colored jeans, like having brightly colored jeans was for some reason the big thing. I remember having a pair of jeans that were almost every single color. Like I, or I think I said that incorrectly, pairs of jeans that were every single color. Um, I didn't have rainbow pants. I remember having red skinny jeans because um, my friends and I liked One Direction at the time and I feel like during the early stages of One Direction they were all um, black, red, and white or maybe like a little bit of navy blue in there and I forget who it was but one of them like in the um, 
maybe it was the cover of their first album, had like red skinny jeans on and like a striped shirt. And I remember my friends and I, like we would try to dress up like them, which is really funny when you think about it. Um, But yeah, I had red skinny jeans. I had purple skinny jeans. I had the mint colored skinny jeans. um, White, of course, like there were so many colors and skinny jeans in general, I don't know. I don't have a problem with them. Like, I don't have a problem with tighter pants. I actually knew a few people that I went to high school with who their pants would literally be so tight it was ridiculous and just looked outright uncomfortable. Um, I have to say, though, like, I prefer the mom slash dad fit jeans better. Um, I do like a looser fitting pant, especially with jeans. I feel like unless it's a super soft um, material, jeans can be really uncomfortable and I'm all for the looser fit. Um, I don't know. It's just me. I don't know if it's flattering or not flattering on me because I'm shorter, but yeah, I, I'm fine with skinny jeans not coming back in trend. I think I think there are some outfits where they look good with skinny jeans, but for the most part, I'm good with other other styles of pants. Um, so I don't know if they'll come back. And it's it's interesting because there's been such a hot debate between like millennials versus Gen Z of um, millennials loving their skinny jeans and you can't pry them off of them and all this stuff. You can hear my voice. I really don't care about this stupid debate. But, you know, right now my pants are a little bit tighter than usual and I don't have a problem with wearing them. Um, So I think it's just like whatever works for you. I'm all about like, right now I'm wearing like a black cigarette pant and I'm like totally fine with that. I think that's, I said it in um, maybe my personal style episode that that's one pant that like I will continue to have but I think in terms of jeans I don't know I think we should just like try to meet in the middle maybe like a boyfriend jean will be the new thing in the future like a nice little meet in the middle point but who knows okay the next one which I totally forgot about this bag um is the Celine luggage tote oh my god I do not know what was in that tote that everyone wanted I wanted it at one point and then I think I looked at how much they cost and I was like, oh yeah, with the amount of money that I'm making as a middle schooler, not a chance that I will ever get this bag. Um, But yeah, I remember seeing so many girls right at the beginning of like when Instagram, I want to say like Instagram influencers, but just like, you know, people who had lots of money and like relatively good style on Instagram started to get popular. Um... I remember Kylie Jenner would always walk around with the Celine luggage tote and so many other people. Like, I remember that was like the tote. You would have it in either black or their, I don't know what shade of blue it is, but um, like this midnight blue color. And yeah, it was like all the rage, which it's funny now because I feel like, I don't know. A lot of people will say like small bags are really big and I do think for the most part like 
majority of designers have been putting out smaller bags, which I'm fine with. I do like a tote bag. Um, it's something that I think I'll always have in my wardrobe, but like this, um, bigger, more structured bag was all the rage in the 2010s. I think everyone was just like dumping a bunch of crap in their bags. And I remember watching the like, what's in my bag YouTube videos. And so many girls would have the Celine luggage tote. And I was just like, wow, it's so amazing. Like it holds so much stuff and it looks super pretty because like it's all structured and whatever. Um, so, you know, there's a chance that eventually we get tired of the small bags and we're like, hey, let's go back to those big structured bags that we used to carry around. I think for me, for convenience sake, I like the smaller bag. It's less heavier, less bulkier because if you're going out and about, like if you're going out shopping and you are like out running errands and you have one of those big bulky bags, oh my gosh, your arm is ready to fall off by the end of the day. So I guess it'll just be interesting to see if people choose to prioritize convenience over a specific look of things. It seems to be the direction that fashion in general is going, where we're constantly just trying to find styles that are more convenient for us. Um, so who knows? I wouldn't be surprised if bigger bags, like a Celine luggage tote, like some modern rendition of that ever comes back into style. Um, but for now, you know, we're sticking with the small bag, so we'll see. The next one, which is just a crime amongst humanity, was the rock stud heels and just rock stud everything. Oh my god. Shame on Valentino. Valentino is one of my favorite designers and I remember the rock stud heels. I didn't like them back, de back then and I surely do not like them now. Um, I, I think they were just speaking to people really gravitating towards like this edgier, um, more like high fashion grunge look. And I don't know what it is. Whenever I see the rock stud heels, I cringe. Like I'm not a fan of those shoes. I like, um, I have a pair of like kitten heels that have little gold grommets on them. They're circular. I feel like they're very like, I don't know, they have more of like a classy, timeless look to them. The rock studs, I feel like those were destined to be super trendy for one second and then fall out of style immediately. Um, yeah, I don't see these things coming back and so help me if they do, I'll be the first to say like, guys, please re-examine what it is you're doing. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of those. I'm sorry if you are a fan of them, like to each his own. They just weren't for me and I really hope that they never come back and those are like one of the things that when I look back at the 2010s I'm like what the heck were we doing like why were these heels all the rage I don't know um the next thing is kind of like a hybrid of two um we really saw the birth of athleisure slash street style as really big um defining points for the 2010s um and you know obviously like athleisure and street style have stuck around and they've evolved in new ways um but like I was saying before it seems like fashion is continuing to move towards things that are comfortable and convenient for us and I 
I don't see athleisure going away anytime soon. I think we're going to keep innovating it so that we get this combination of you feel comfortable, but you look amazing. Um, because I think ultimately, like, we like dressing up and we like, um, you know, getting all glammed. But I think for practical everyday things, we also like to feel comfortable. And I think especially after a pandemic, it's expected that like people are still going to want to have the feel of like you're wearing sweatpants, but you look business casual or like you look super stylish and professional. And then with street style, oh my god, I remember um, in the 2010s, I would constantly look at street style blogs or go on Pinterest and look up street style inspiration and I would try to pull things from my closet and make similar street style looks to what I was seeing. And a lot of street style I feel like is so fun. I feel like it's very experimental and I have no problem with that. Like obviously there are some things that are really cringy and I'm like, yeah, this is just something that like, I don't know, like it might appeal to a certain group of people, but it's, I feel like easily not going to be as appealing to other groups. Um, But yeah, I'm all for street style. And I think with both athleisure and street style, these sort of like um, new specific categories of fashion helped launch what we consider the fashion influencers or fashion bloggers. Like fashion bloggers were really born in the 2010s and really got famous during the 2010s. Like I think of Eva Chang, um... Chris L. Lim, um, Arielle Charnas, Danielle Bernstein, like those types of women, the millennial fashion bloggers, um, and so many others. Oh my gosh, there are so many others. Oh, um, Amy Song. She was one of the ones that I, I mean, I still follow her to this day. I think she's incredible. Um, but yeah, I remember when I first discovered her, I was like, I'm following everything this girl everything she does like every outfit she puts together I'm inspired by it um but yeah I think during the 2010s a lot of these sort of fashion influencers fashion bloggers fell into the street style athleisure categories because there was such a focus on you wanted to get your photo taken outside of fashion week shows or just like street style in big fashion cities around the world um And now, like with Instagram, obviously it's so easy to do that and get recognized and things like that. So I think we're going or we have been seeing the evolution of street style um, where there are, it's broken out into like different niche categories that fit within other people's taste. I feel like street style definitely had this more like um, city feel to it and then people would add in like random elements that... um, infuse their personalities like another um another group of people that I just thought of was the Beckerman twins if you guys don't know who they are you definitely need to look them up they were also a big street style influence for me I paid attention to their style a lot because it was super quirky and fun and I feel like they took street style and infused their personality into it a lot um but now everyone seems to sort of like be diffusing into their own niches 
I feel like we all started out at street street style and now we're branching off into different categories and also you have to think like those women who really pioneered the fashion influencer the fashion blogger they're all growing older and maturing they're in different stages of their lives right now where um you know being in relationships getting married having kids getting your own house making those like big um life altering decisions is a big part of their brands right now and ultimately like I think it's interesting to see how started out with athleisure and street style being a big thing when these women were in their early to mid-20s and now that they've gotten older things are still relatively street style but it's a little bit more laid back or it, it adheres to their um more specific niche if that makes sense sorry I feel like I went on a very long tangent about um that that specific trend okay the next one is also a specific style and that is the hipster slash festival fashion now here's the thing oh my god my older sister um we would always make jokes with her when we were growing up because she fell within the hipster style like my sister still to this day I would call her a hipster she um has her very own unique style that kind of falls within like this kind of grungy kind of earthy style um she has amazing music taste even though like I (laughs) it's not my taste but I think it's like a good music taste um and yeah I remember in middle school and high school we would always just like make fun of her and be like oh my gosh you're such a hipster um and a lot of the original hipster slash festival fashion I look back and it's very cringy to me like why in god's name were mustaches so popular I get it we all thought that they were these like quirky things like oh my god mustaches I see so many people on tiktok be like who are the people who still have the mustache tattoo on their finger where like you would hold it up to your lip and it looks like you have a mustache um I hope you people have gotten those removed or if you're sticking to it like kudos to you but yeah like mustaches why were those so big same thing with owls owls were like one of those motifs where it was like you had the long droopy owl necklace or like I remember I had this sweater vest from was it from Aeropostale maybe and it had a big owl on it and I was like so excited to wear it because it was Aeropostale and that was cool um but yeah, owls were everywhere. Same thing with military jackets. I still have this one jacket. It's not really a military jacket, but it's like the army green color. But oh my god, military jackets were all the all the rage. Um, and I, I don't understand why. I mean, I feel like they're like a good neutral layering piece. But yeah, why were those everything? Like... I would see people wearing them in the fall, winter, spring, summer, like every single season. You'd have a military jacket with a pair of um, shorts and tights underneath of them. Like why? I don't know. Oh, and a graphic tee. Maybe like a Brandy Melville tee where it was like, 
what did it say? Stay weird. And it was like flipped upside down or something like that. Yeah, that was a whole outfit that I saw so many people wearing. The next one was floppy hats that sort of fell under this like hipster festival style. Oh, and um, flower crowns. Those were two like head accessories that I was like, why are we doing this? I mean, like I thought flower crowns were cool. Floppy hats were cool. Um, but yeah, it's so funny to see like when it was maybe like 2013, 2014, when Coachella really, really started to become super mainstream, that was like the festival look. You had either a floppy hat and some like Ozzy Osbourne looking sunglasses um, and a flower crown with like baby's breath in it or something like that. And that was like hipster, peak hipsterness. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's, it, I feel like it was this mix of, like, grunge versus, grunge and earthy hips, oh my god, I cannot speak, grunge and earthy hippie mixed together, and that was hipster style. Um, I don't know if this will ever make a comeback. I could see it, but I could see it in, like, I don't know, in a more innovative way, where we do not bring the mustaches back. Please, don't bring those back. Um, but I, I don't know. I never say never. I look at it now and I'm like, that was cringy, but oh my Lord, if I'm a mom and my kids are like, yeah, like, can we make flower crowns as a craft? Everyone at school is wearing a flower crown. I'm going to laugh hysterically, but who knows? They could come back. Uh, the next one is feathers in your hair. Oh my lord, I remember when these were all the rage when I was in middle school, everyone had the crackle nails and the feather in their hair, and I wanted the feather so badly, but they were very expensive, and I was like, for what reason? Like, I think they lasted for only a couple of weeks, and um, the types of feathers were so weird. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but the, I feel like the feather did not look normal. Like, it was this weird variant of a feather it was so bizarre and then you had like a little streak of pink or purple or blue going along with the feather yeah what were we thinking please never bring that back that was such a joke um the other one is peplum tops now your girl had quite the collection of peplum tops i like them um I, this is the one that I really could see coming back in a new way. I still see some brands kind of bring them back. Like they have these um, really dainty floral patterns on them and maybe like a puff sleeve or like a sleeve that um, is just two straps and they tie together. Something like that I see brands doing and I'm like, okay, this is like a subtle way to ease back into the peplum trend. But oh my god, wearing like a solid, um, almost like spandex rayon material top that was peplum and colored skinny jeans and Ugg boots. I think I had, oh no, no, wait, I'm trying to think of this one outfit that I had. I had a black peplum top, colored skinny jeans, and Ugg boots, and I had some bow in my hair, and that was an outfit I wore in sixth grade. I, I sincerely make that promise to you. That was definitely something I wore in middle school at some point. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I could see them coming back in a way, but we might have to give them some time to innovate in the best way possible. 
we'll see. The last one I want to talk about is the one that really had a grip on me in my middle school and early high school days. And that was the over the top preppy style. Oof, your girl wanted to. <laughs> I was dressing like I lived in the Carolinas or something like that. Like, oh my God. My family, we would take um, summer vacations to Myrtle Beach because it was, um, it was a good place for, I guess, family vacations. Like you got the beach and you got the family nightlife activities and whatnot. So we were in the South and they had a lot of those like simply Southern boutiques and whatnot. And I wanted one of those pocket t-shirts so badly and the t-shirts that would have like the little monogram on the front corner and then they could have something a some elaborate design on the back and I would say something like I don't know in my opinion super silly I know people still wear those that and like vineyard vines I know people still wear those to this day but they were really really big um and all of the like preppy um style bloggers I follow them so much um, and they all had like the word pearl in their Instagram handle for whatever reason. It was that like their Instagram handle and their Pinterest name all had the word pearl in it for whatever reason or bow, either one, bows or pearls. Um, but yeah, I was very into that and Chevron. Oh my God. I had so many Chevron things. Let's never, ever, ever bring Chevron back. I've seen a few people try to bring it back in like very subtle, more, um, abstract ways but um please let's let's bury that one because I remember there's this picture of me um in ninth grade I think I was wearing a chevron dress it was um pastel blue and this pastel orange color like a sherbet color and it was chevron print the entire thing and I thought it looked really cute in that and looking back at the picture I'm like Good lord. Also, I think I had like a pearl necklace on too. So, you know, that and Sperry's. Oh my god. I remember when I got my first pair of Sperry's, I thought I was hot stuff. Like Sperry's, Tom's, and Uggs were the three staple shoes that you needed. And now it's like Air Force Ones and whatever other sneaker. I don't know. Anyways, but yeah, that the preppy style. I'm all for, I still like like a classy, more preppy look, but it has to be classic. I feel like we were way too niche in the 2010s and now that's why I look back on those things and I'm like, yeah, that is just hot mess. A hot mess. Um, J. Crew. Oh my god, I loved shopping at J. Crew. I would, um, at the time, um, I would hit up the crew cut section, their kids section. Yep. I would go there, get a little graphic tee and um, something gingham material, um, seersucker, all that kind of stuff. Like, oh yeah, I was very into that. Headbands with like little top knots and bows and all of that kind of stuff. I was very into. Um, yeah, so who knows? I could, I could see it coming back. I still see like now there is preppy style that's popular, but it's more so like the schoolgirl preppy, um, with like the pleated skirts and the, the, um, crew neck sweatshirts and the collar popping out of it. Like that 
has been trendy for a hot second now and yeah I feel like we're just in like the schoolgirl preppy phase and that's how we've sort of evolved because whatever was happening in the 2010s was just way too intense and we're now dialing it down a little bit so if we could stick on that path I'd be totally fine with it I will participate in the trend with you guys um and then another one which I just thought of was Aztec print but I'm not even going to get into that because that was just an absolute hot mess um and I'm fine with that one never coming back either the 2010s man I don't know what what the deal was was it because you know we were just coming off of the recession that happened in 2008 um and so we were just kind of all over the place we were scrambling for whatever I also think too it was like just the rise of like people realizing that like shoot you can make a career off of social media and we were just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what would stick um so needless to say it was a very experimental decade and I'm curious and a little nervous to see if things will come back in the near future because we are heading towards the 20 year anniversary we still have a while to go but I'm just making you guys aware that these things could very well come back in new ways and don't say I told you so so with that said I'm gonna wrap up the episode because I feel like I've been going on for a while I hope you guys have found some sort of entertainment and enjoyment hopefully you know if you haven't heard about what chugi is you um learn something new I know I have been learning something new with that oh also I forgot to mention back to chugi um there is an instagram account I forget what it's called. It's like Chewy Life or something like that. I will also link that in the description of the podcast in case you guys want to see more um, visuals of what is defined as Chewy style. So yeah, with that said, um, make sure you guys follow the Daydream and Listen Instagram. It's a great place to stay connected, you know, slowly but surely trying to build the following. So if you're not already following, definitely check it out. Show your girl some support. Um, make sure you're following on Spotify if that's where you're listening so you get notified when new episodes come out. Same thing with Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe on there. Leave a rating and review if you want to. Um, let me know what you think of the podcast. But yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day and a great week ahead. And as always, thanks for listening. Bye guys.